Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating. Her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. While choosing the right exit strategy from highly appreciated real estate or a business, many sellers begin pulling their hair out when it comes time to narrow down their choices to that one or two strategies that will help them meet their goals. Think about it. Sellers today have as many choices as they can stand. Everything from 1031 exchange, installment sales, charitable remainder trusts, and upreits to structured sales, installment sales through a foundation, and 1031 ticks. And those are not even a fraction of the available exit strategy choices for today's appreciated asset sellers. So how do you wade through the exit planning, capital gains deferral, and estate planning choices to find the mixture that is right for you? Well, it starts with finding the right professional like Terry Fossey, who has a string of credentials behind her name that include MBA and CPA of the Financial Educators Network, which has a location here in Reno, Nevada. So welcome, Terry. Thank you for uh, me being here. Yes. So let's first start with, you know, the type of taxes I would have to pay if I sell my business or commercial property outright without any type of exit planning strategy. Well, in general terms, there will be several taxes and it's all going to depend on what the total adjusted gross income is of the taxpayer in the year of the sale. But the kinds of taxes that we're looking at would be long-term capital gains. We could be looking at recapture taxes if we've got a real estate uh, transaction. We could be looking at the Affordable Care Act taxes, which is commonly referred to as the Obama Care Tax. And if you uh, were to sell a business or a piece of property outside of Nevada, even if you're a Nevada resident, you would be subject to that state's income taxes. So there's a myriad of, of things to be considered in the sale of a highly appreciated asset. So typical is, you know, I own a business, I think, oh, I want to sell my business. Of course, there's a whole process around that. However, one of the things that you deal a lot with are folks that want to sell highly appreciated assets. And some of the, the ways that you know, you have figured out you are a CPA, so taxes is always paramount in your mind to reduce or defer, right? And so let's, let's just talk about, you know, some of the ideas that you have brought forth to some of your clients to go, look, just don't sell it. There are ways to defer or never pay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always optimal. Yes. <laughs> What I would say is that for any kind of highly appreciated asset, one of the most flexible exit strategies deals with trust called an intermediated installment sales trust. And what this is is a glorified installment sale. And 
another name for that is owner carried paper or owner financed. In a straight owner financed kinds of kind of transaction, the uh, taxpayer would receive so much money up front. There's a, that creates a taxable event on that amount of money, and then there's a balloon payment usually in two or three years. The longer you go out, the more risk there is to the seller. So um, you might be able to defer the tax for a short period of time, but you take on quite a bit of risk. Uh, and in these low interest rate environment that we have right now, uh, that would not be what I would recommend. However, if we take that basic structure and we put a trust, the right kind of trust with the right language in between the buyer and the seller, now we can defer the tax for 20 years. Uh, and, and if the trust hasn't fully paid out over that 20 years, it can be passed down to the next generation. Well, that's nice. So, I mean, normally, you know, when you own a business, all other life happens, right? I'm going to get sick. I might die. Uh, you know, what happens to the business? And if I've been toiling at it for umpteen years, it, you know, I consider it an asset. And so something that should pass uh, financially to the next generation. And so how does this intermediated installment trust or this trust uh, protect uh, this asset in the future then? I mean, the wealth or the sale of. So when you have the sale of the asset, the, the sale proceeds come into the trust. And the, the buyer, in essence, is buying the appreciated asset from the trust, and that's how the money ends up inside the trust. Then the seller receives a note back from the trust that's securitized by the assets or the cash that the buyer paid. And the trust has a responsibility of paying an interest rate back to the seller. So the assets stay in the trust. That avoids uh, what we CPAs call constructive receipt. That's the tax deferral method. And the income that comes out, of course, is taxable like it would be in any other uh, transaction. But the assets are, are safeguarded inside the trust and can be invested according to the seller's wishes. So this all has to be done before this transaction occurs with the buyer. So I, first, I need to understand that this strategy, this opportunity exists. And then I reach out to someone like you, Terry, through Financial Educators Network to say, explain this to me more so that I don't make the mistake of selling the business, taking constructive receipt of those funds, and then going, oh, now I want to put it in trust. That's absolutely right. The order of the events is extremely important here. Once the taxpayer takes constructive receipt, everything else is off the table. It's a taxable event. You're going to be taxed according to the uh, law that's in effect in the tax year that you make the sale, and there's absolutely nothing that can be done about that. So planning ahead for this kind of a transaction is paramount to getting a good result. 
So what you want to do is, is have the trust structured, not funded, but structured so that at closing, what happens is you have a simultaneous transfer of the asset to the trust and then the trust simultaneously transfers the asset to the buyer who simultaneously transfers the cash back into the trust. So it all happens at closing. Uh, it's really a very clean, neat way of transacting business. There's absolutely no impact, negative, positive, or otherwise, on the buyer. So there should be no resistance uh, from the buyer in doing this kind of, of transaction. But it has to be set up ahead of time. And the language in the sales agreement has to allow for this kind of transaction, of course, at the seller's expense. And that's why there's no uh, pushback from the buyer. Right, because this is based on, you know, obviously, anytime we're dealing with taxes, the IRS, there has to be some code, right, that says you can do this kind mm -hmm. of a transaction. Anyone that's familiar in real estate with 1031s, same kind of a process where you can't sell the property, then go, oh, by the way, I want to do a 1031. Everything has to be set up prior to. You're absolutely <laughs> right. And uh, working with an intermediated installment sale and those rules, while they're, ex they're totally different rules than working with the code section 1031 and doing a 1031 exchange, the and those rules, what's, what those two techniques have in common is if you don't do it in the right order, it's an irrevocable transaction. You can't, you don't get a do-over. Right. You don't have the ability to say, oh, made a mistake, changed my mind, let's, let's fix this. It's not a fixable situation at that point in time. The taxes attach and you've got to come up with the taxes. Right. So really the goal today is to let people know if you have, you know, an idea in mind to sell your business. And also, well, before I even say that, you know, based on your age, do you need all the money? Do you need a lump sum? Would you like to spread this out over a period of years? Do you want to ensure that you have income in the future? I mean, these are all the reasons that you have a conversation with a potential seller of a business or highly appreciated assets, whatever that may be, to go, here's an option. And you're exactly right. And and the reason this uh, intermediated installment sale is um, uh, a popular vehicle is because it does allow for a lot of flexibility. So for example, uh, if I'm looking at a large sale, let's say a million dollars just to work with a round number, but I need $200,000 of cash out of the transaction, but I don't need the remaining 800,000, and I would prefer not to pay the tax on the full million, but I'm willing to pay the tax on 200,000 because that's the cash I need. I can structure that, and that's very simple, doesn't add uh, really any complexity to the, the transaction. So I can say ahead of time, these are my goals, this is what I need out of the transaction, but there's no reason, there's no good reason to accelerate the tax on money that you're going to turn around and invest it uh, some other way, 
but you have to pay the tax to, to do it that way. Right. You might as well do the investment before you pay the tax because then those tax dollars that you otherwise would have paid to the government are invested for you and can generate a higher income stream. Absolutely. We have to go to break. I've been speaking with Terry Fossey with the Financial Educators Network. If you're interested in learning more about the Intermediated Installment Trust, which is based on a code section, 453, in the IRS, call her, 775-432-1110. That's 775-432-1110. Come back, I have some more questions for Terry about how I can effectively transfer from tenants, toilets, and trash to cruises, clubs, and cocktails. We'll be right back. Sage International Incorporated helps you start your business and provides the ongoing support, information, and education to make sure you stay in business. For over 26 years, Sage International, a local Reno business, has been working with solopreneurs, real estate investors, nonprofits, and seasoned business owners, making sure you're structured in the right entity, taxed in the right way, so you protect your assets and reduce your taxes immediately. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515. Or visit sageintl.com. SunTech Storm Panels are the clear, tough, versatile way to lock out cold winter drafts on your windows and doors. If you want to immediately reduce your energy bill, call SunTech. 352-9396 for a free estimate. SunTech Storm Panels are a great alternative. In fact, 60% less cost than those high-priced dual or triple-paned windows. Want to keep the cold out, the heat in, and save money? Call SunTech 352-9396 for fast, friendly installation. You're listening to Pet Talk Radio. Bear, party animal, line one. My owner's mad because he spilled guacamole. He's going to be madder when he finds out it was me. CJ's recommended carpet care. He does a great job. He's on time. He's quick. And he stands behind his work. Call 829-1551. I chihuahua. This is Bear with CJ's recommended carpet care. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show. Having a really good, informative conversation with my special guest today, Terry Fossey, who is a CPA. She has an MBA with the Financial Educators Network. They are based here in Reno, Nevada, uh, literally right down the hall from me, and that's why I love her. She has taught me a lot about some pretty special tools for how you take highly appreciated assets and either reduce defer or eliminate a lot of those uh, capital gains taxes that you might experience. So, Terry, one of the things that, you know, a lot of people have is, you know, uh, appreciated asset in the form of real estate, commercial, mainly we're going to talk about right now. So, you know, what if I'm tired of dealing with tenants and toilets and trash and I have an idea that I'd rather go on a cruise, join a club, 
or enjoy cocktails. So what is your strategy for helping me in that regard? <laughs> well, essentially there are two uh, major ways that those problems can be solved. And we start off by having a discussion as to whether or not you want to stay in re real estate. There are several different ways to hold real estate and you don't have to hold real estate all on your own and manage the tenants toilets and trash there are ways of owning real estate again using a different kind of a trust than what we've been talking about with the intermediated installment uh, sale trust but you you again you use a trust so that the the property is held inside a trust and now you receive an income stream based on the rents, just like you always were. You have a depreciation basis. You get that depreciation deduction, just like you always have, but you're not involved in the day-to-day -day management of the property. The problems belong to somebody else, and your job is to cash the check and enjoy life. So that's one way it can be done. The second way it can be done is using the intermediated uh, installment sales uh, trust if you don't want a portfolio that's 100% real estate. So that trust can hold you know, stocks, bonds, cash, annuities, and real estate. So it, it has more flexibility and broader appeal to some people because uh, especially if this asset that's being sold represents a high percentage of someone's overall net worth, maybe they think it's time to diversify. Does this help then with estate planning? Because I, if I'm moving these highly appreciated assets into this trust, I no longer control them, so they're really not part of my estate anymore. Is that correct or? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, that gets uh, probably a little bit more complicated than we would want to get into here today. And the reason I say that is every situation is different, but uh, done properly, these can be used along with some other tools to get the proper estate tax uh, planning that somebody is looking for. Uh, but you have to remember right now the exemption for the estate tax is over $10 million per person. So for a married couple, their net worth would have to be in excess of $20 million before we need to engage in those some of these other kinds of tools. Right. Well, our concern through this conversation is really the capital gains tax and how you can stretch that way out so that you're not taking a big hit. People say, oh, I'm going to sell my business for a million dollars. Well, guess what? You don't get a million dollars. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, 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 and just, you know, in round numbers, let's say the gain is a million dollars. And let's say you only, and I use only uh, very um, loosely here, of 25% uh, tax. So that would be $250,000. If you invest that $250,000 at just a 5% rate of return, and you look at that over 10 years, that's a sizable amount of money that the family is giving up for the privilege of paying taxes today that they don't have to pay. Exactly, exactly. So I love this idea where, you know, I can really look at this more as a future plan because it's about cash flow in the future. 
Yes, exactly. So someone who has a piece of real estate or a business, they're generating a cash flow from that. And so using uh, these, these different kinds of trusts are designed to replace that cash flow. And, and in many times, uh, we can enhance the, the cash flow that the seller is receiving over and above what they have received. We can diversify the portfolio, so that takes some of the risk out of it. And another issue that people bring to me is, I've built up this business or I've managed this piece of commercial real estate for a long period of time, but what happens if I get sick or what happens if I die? My spouse or my children are really not in a position to continue managing it. What happens then? And so sometimes, especially here in the Reno market with a piece of real estate where prices have uh, risen so quickly that maybe it makes sense to take a little uh, out, out of that mix and diversify it, lock in that gain, and take some of the worry off of the spouse and the kids. Because in that kind of a situation, uh, you'll see a business or property sold at a discount because it has to be moved quickly. Mm -hmm. And so the family misses out on uh, top dollar for you know maybe their life's work. So you know a lot of times one of the things that you know I'm always talking about is we, when you have the right CPA or the right you know advanced tax planner in your life, these are the kinds of tools, ideas, strategies that they're going to bring to the table. I mean, how many CPAs really talk about this to their clients? Well, I want to be careful here, not, not to be in, insulting to the profession, but um, CPAs are really in a difficult position to do uh, the advanced planning that, uh, that, that clients really want. And, and the reason is, in the tax world, uh, there is a compliance issue, an IRS or a state compliance issue, about every two weeks. So the CPA is constantly trying to meet this two-week deadline. Under the best of circumstances, it's a 30-day deadline. Well, when you have deadlines coming that close together, it's hard to sit back and say, okay, here's the big picture. This is exactly where you are. This is exactly where you want to go. Now, what are the vehicles to get you from point A to point B? So I'm in a unique position because I'm not doing your traditional CPA work. I'm not preparing the tax returns. I'm not doing the compliance issues uh, that most CPAs deal with. What I do is say, we're gonna measure where you are. We're gonna talk about where you wanna go. Now here are the, the tools that we can bring to bear for your situation and then you tell me what which of these tools you think best suit you and your family's needs. So, so it's, 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 a, it's all in the tax world, but it's a completely different take, if you will, on, on what uh, most CPAs do. Well, absolutely, and that's why I really value what you bring to the table, because you aren't grinding it every day like a lot of them are, and I truly respect all CPAs, EAs, because it's a necessary thing, right? But when you can work with someone who 
is really out there as far as what are these advanced strategies, what's new, what's old. This has been around a long time, but you don't really hear about it. And to be able to sit down with someone and specifically from their situation, design a way to realistically reduce or eliminate at some point um, all of these capital gains taxes that people don't want to pay. I've worked really hard to build up this asset. I've paid taxes all along as I go. And now when I go to sell the thing to reap the benefits, I get to pay more taxes. I say no. <laughs> No. Well, and I think most people do. <laughs> and, and, and also in this process, it really is important, and I do it all the time, it's a standard part of, of, of the work, is to bring that, that seller CPA into the conversation or to bring their attorney into the conversation so that they see how it works and that they can feel comfortable that things are being done in a way that is uh, beneficial to the, the client. So it's not always necessary for the CPA to, to have all of the ideas, but it is necessary uh, for them to provide their input because they will have all of the records that I need to do a proper evaluation of the client situation. Awesome, awesome. So if you want to learn more about the Intermediated Installment Trust or to talk with Terry Fossey, please call her 775-432-1110 and you offer a free consult? Sure. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified.